We'll hop around, we'll go from room to room, grab some gold, and then sneak out. Okay? Sound like a plan? Okay, let's go. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Hey guys, what's going on? Justin Williams here. Hope you are all doing amazing. So this week has been uh, pretty busy for me, just like just like you know most weeks. Um, uh, when we got back from the seven and eight figure flipping event, you know, usually my the following week is is pretty busy. I have a lot going on, but uh, it's kind of kind of catching up and and just working on things after the event. And usually the week after that kind of slows down. Things are a little more chill. However, I've kind of committed to two big projects. Now, uh, it's and part of the reason why I committed to these two big projects is because Bill and Vanessa, you know, they came aboard and the coaches have really stepped it up and and they're handling a lot of the things before I was just dealing with so many things from from the education business. I mean, amazing things, you know, good, good, bad, and ugly. There's always any business you're going to have stuff to deal with, right? So I was dealing with a lot of that and then Bill came on and like a lot of that has got more streamlined. So I take on these two big projects thinking, oh, okay, I got some some availability here to do these things. So those two projects are writing a book, something that I've been wanting to do for over two years and have already put like a lot of effort into that. But then I got to like stop doing it like, ah, so, yeah, just didn't have the time. Um, and then also creating a documentary. So, you know, like we all do, like let this be a lesson <laughs> or a reminder to us all. As entrepreneurs, we like to take on more than we can bite off more than we can chew. We think we can do it all. And, and it's like, I just realized like there's no way I could work on these two big projects at the same time and then deal with um, what I've heard referred to as the the whirlwind of things that just happen, right? There, every day there's just certain things and I could give you a list of them that, that just come up each day when, you know, the goal in your business is to be playing offense as much as you possibly can so you can, you know, score and move the needle forward. But you also need to play defense. Sometimes things are going to come up that you did not expect. I mean, expect the unexpected, right? Uh, as As they say. So having that been said, I've just come to the realization that I don't have the time and or mental capacity to take on both of these projects at the same time. So that is a lesson. He who focuses on two rabbits at the same time doesn't catch any. So I have been working fast and furious on this documentary. I've hired like multiple, I won't get into the details, but I hired multiple video editors to to help me. Uh, I currently still have two. I thought I had one, but one showed up today when I thought I was going to show up yesterday, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so anyway, working fast and furious. Tara is helping me attend on this. We're going to do some more recording tomorrow, and I'm hoping to get it done here in the next couple of weeks. So having that been said, I reached out to Kyle today, and I'm like, hey, should we do a podcast this week? Got a lot going on. And in good old Kyle fashion, he's like, well, yeah, we, you know, every time I reach out to him, I'm like, hey, should we do it? It's like, I think we should do a podcast every week, at least once a week. So, oh man, he's he's great. Um, keeps me on track. You guys can thank Kyle for many of these episodes. So, what I decided to do, uh, since since I was kind of short on time, is I was going through um, some of the the uh, Facebook lives that I did uh, at the at the event. I want to say last week, but I think wow, it's been it's almost two weeks ago now. Um, that I did a couple weeks ago, and one of the really popular Facebook lives I did. Uh, was something that the, the uh, during the seven figure flipping event we had these breakout sessions with with all the coaches with with Don Costa with Annie McFarland with Mike and, and Mike and and with with Bill Allen and the the members of the seven figure group uh, who are all at least six or seven figure income earners themselves were able to go into these separate rooms of like 15 20 people and 
for two, three, we had three two-hour sessions that they could go into any one of these rooms from any one of these people, depending on what their business needed, and fire away. Ask them any question, drill into their business. Each one of them had their laptop, and they were pulling up documents they use, pulling up the 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 way that they manage their their projects, like everything they do. No stone was left unturned, and people were able to go through and, and do this. And what I did for one of this for this Facebook Live is, I just went went through and, and just spied on each one of them. So you guys have the opportunity to get. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna. Leave, leave, give you this um you have the opportunity how long is this eh, it's like 15 to 20 minutes of me just going through it's so interesting that in each one of those rooms there was something that really valuable that, that was shared so uh, i call it dropping you know gold bombs so anyway hope you enjoy these these gold nuggets um it just kind of blow me blows me away i was thinking about it right now and i was like you know people spend a lot of money and even more importantly it is time you know we always talk about college how much we spend for college, but people don't calculate their time. Like, what is your time cost invested in college? Uh, like, what could you have done? What is the opportunity cost that, that you spend on that, right? And yet we spend all this money to go pay someone who's probably, most of them, you know, never made more than fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year, right? And and if you want to be an entrepreneur and creative business, um, which... Anyway, you're, you're paying them, you're spending years paying these people all this money who, nothing against them, I, I think it's fantastic, it's great, we need teachers and, and whatnot, and they sacrifice a lot, but really, like, you're paying to learn from these people who have never really done what you want to do. So I was just thinking about it for six hours, for uh, these guys had the opportunity to go around and ask any question they had, and this was just on, on day one, after we had already done um, the... Uh, the she what's it called where uh where you have several people oh what Tara no the hot seat was the next day Tara's in here she just walked in and she like whispered to me hot seat no what's it called when you have like oh the panel after we already did the panel and anyway they had this opportunity to go spend all this time with these seven and multiple seven income earner figure income earners and just pick their brains I was like wow like what's the value in that right like and everyone was just blown away at the value they got and um, it's just amazing to me. It's amazing how quickly the people in this group grow their business. I mean, we've had, uh, you'll hear me at the end mention that we have had 23 people hit the mark. And so far this week, we've had two or three more people that have reached out and said that they are either at or right on, like teeter-tottering that amount. And I was at the event, so many people that are like a hundred or $200,000 away from getting there, right? It's just just so incredible feel feel incredibly blessed so anyway hope you guys enjoy these these gold nuggets here and we will uh catch up with you next week on on another episode so that's all i got uh enjoy all right guys justin williams here we are wrapping up the breakout sessions of the first day of the seven figure flipping event so uh, what i'm gonna do is i'm going to sneak you in Shh, don't tell anybody I'm going to sneak you in, and how's, how's it going in there? It's going great. Hey, it's Andy. <laughs> yeah, of course, right? So I'm going to sneak you in. We're going to go to each one of, of the sessions and just hear some gold. You guys down with that? Who wants to hear it? You guys good? All right? You good with that, Robert? Okay. So um, we'll hop around. We'll go from room to room, five different rooms. We'll hop in each one for a few minutes, grab some gold, and then sneak out. Okay? Sound like a plan? Okay, let's go.
don't care about like SEO juice, then it doesn't matter if you care about that SEO juice. That's the right way to do it. So you can uh, see this traffic going to site, um, and then you can. So your so your PPC sites will be part of the main site. There will just be no way to right. navigate away other than to go up to the URL and see. Yep. Yep. They won't know. They won't know either way. Yeah. And it's a small thing, but as we're talking about SEO, we're trying to take it from this holistic approach of how we can make our SEO better. That's one small thing we're going to do for make that SEO better. And now, of course, we're going to do standard stuff. Blogs probably focus on long tail keywords first, so we can rank better with those, and then start moving into. So, so that What's your main domain? Inlifewires.com. What was that? Inlife. Inlifewires.com. Yeah. A lot of people in the group on the post talk about Jammer being a slower month for them. And you're in three markets. I mean, nationally, do you see any of those slower for January than normal? And I think everybody's going to somehow, and you don't think you're going to see ebbs and flows of their stuff. December was slow for us. January started very slow. And at the end, we ramped up and got like, literally like the last couple of days, we got like five deals. So we ended up with like 18 or 19 deals in January. But then February, I think we've got 10 deals already. And it's the seventh, which is, that's all for us, right? Normally, I would think we'd probably have like six deals, five deals, six deals. So we, we definitely got a lot more in, in February. So it ebbs and flows. And I've actually had, I mean, Mike Fox me about this. He was like, uh, you ever see this in your business, right? You're slow months, and then some months you're crushing it, and you're trying to find this correlation with that. I think the correlation might be there's not one. It's just like sometimes you have heavy months, and revenue falls in these months, and some months it's like it seems dry. But I try to look at things, and I told Mike this, I try to look at things from more of like a quarterly or a biannual basis, so you're not freaking out, but like, I didn't get any deals this week. I didn't get any deals this week. Well, I got nine deals this week, right? So you've got this roller coaster of like, oh, amazing. I can't believe this, I'm quitting. Oh, amazing, right? So if you, if you look at it through the whole year, it kind of allows you to be like, okay, this is normal. Don't freak out. And I always tell my team. Too, just makes the biggest difference in the world. I always tell my team to go back to control what you can control, because you can't control necessarily like when that revenue is going to hit, because things happen across the board. And it always seems like, too, like when things are bad, with rains and pours, right? Like it's just like, it's either like this rain cloud of like all these closings are getting pushed, nothing's gonna fall, and then it's like all this stuff happens. So I say go back and control what you can control. The stuff we talked about earlier um, with what does good look like? Like, are you doing this? Are you answering live? Yes. Are you consistently sending your marketing? Yes. Are you still getting some leads? Yes, we're getting leads. Are you pre-working those? Are you going to see those people? Are you following up? And if you do all of that, you're gonna win. And if you don't do all that stuff, if you say the sky is falling, chicken little, oh my goodness, like that's not gonna help anyway. So just go back and check yourself. Are we controlling what we can control? So, Andy, if you had to do all over again, after you got your core business set up and then you grew, is there anything you would do differently to knowing today before you do what I'm about to do, right? Which is jump, right? So, is there anything that you would do before you really scale your business that you that you would do or not do, having learned for really scaling? So if it was wiped all the way, it had to start all over again. We say you had a, five, a half a million dollar or a $750,000 business and you were going to take it to the $6 million. Yeah. Is, is there anything that you now know that you wouldn't have done or would do differently than the way you did? Yeah. There always is, right? Ready, the go. Biggest mistake. You <laughs> biggest mistake? Keep, keep the, it to one one yeah. answer. Yeah. <laughs> Your cost of... Uh, so people cost money and marketing costs money. And so on the marketing side, it's not just spending more money on marketing is not necessarily gonna make you more money because you've gotta be able to process that, the dirt from that marketing, right? So if you just say, I can spend 10,000 a month on marketing and now I'm gonna spend 30, should I get three times as much? 
you got to be aware of are you getting diminishing returns from that marketing? And also, can you process the leads that are coming with that marketing adequately? Because sometimes what you can do with, you can handle the $10,000 worth of marketing leads and come in, but the 30, you're going to start to see that breakdown, right? There's, so you got the personnel issue. So on the other side, we go into the personnel. Like, okay, realize that, so you got to staff up and have the personnel to make sure you handle that, like see ahead of that growth, right? That costs money, investing people costs money. But also recognizing that don't pay people you got to be careful about what you're paying something, especially like if you're really generous with somebody. You're like, I want to pay them a lot of money to do this thing. You have to pay what's appropriate for that deal or for that. Um, yeah, for that role. Because if you overpay Mike, that person, Mike, consider you guys. If you if you overpay that person, it's robbing from your ability to like reinvest that portion. Like if, if I'm paying somebody one hundred fifty thousand dollars, I can get for eighty. That extra seventy thousand dollars, I can't reinvest in somebody else to help me with the process, what I need to do in that business, which is what's stealing from everybody else too. So although you want to like pay somebody, just be careful with the numbers that you're paying somebody, the incentive plan you've got, the scales. Because if not, you'll have, and we all have capacity issues. So that person that you're paying, I mean, a huge amount of money, they've got a capacity issue. And if you're paying them more than it's actually worth in that business, then you're going to cripple yourself because you can't sustain that. And it's not being a nice guy or whatever thing. Like, you might think you're being a nice guy, but really, you being a nice person is stealing from everybody else in the business, right? It, it robs your ability to scale the business. It kind of chokes you out a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So going back, I look back and say, okay, is this scalable? Is this, is this, is this good for everybody? Because right. of course the one person wants to make the most money they can, but that might not be the right thing for everybody. So I would look at that. And, and I didn't know, I didn't have this hindsight that you guys probably have looking at me and Bill, all the guys that have scaled the well, business. Of course. Like I didn't know, like four years ago, I was like, no way I would have set three million, four million dollars first profit. I mean, I don't know what that looked like. You know? I don't know what that looked like. So you just kind of make it up as you go along as best you can. And yeah, so those are some of the insights that's what I do. Okay. So would you change, so for our current acquisitions manager, we have a minimum amount and then if they're able to negotiate higher, the percentage keeps growing. And that's a conversation that Alex and I had, like, okay, how much of the deal are we giving away in this percentages? So would you say that looking at things differently now, you will have a cap? On, I mean, we do have a cap, but it's, it's a pretty good percentage. Yeah. All right, guys. Time for the next one. Let's go. Come on. Who's been this out here? Crushing it. <laughs> Her first event. <laughs> Hard at work. Yeah. All right. See. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who's behind door number two. They've kind of been moving around, so I'm not even totally sure. Okay, here we go. Come on. We'll, we'll put them in where the, where the seller needs to be regardless, but in general, it's going to be very one, you know, one to one person, one to the other. No, our people will do that. Our, so even during the ramp up period, you wouldn't maybe. In the <laughs> experienced person, you know, you know what I mean. No, because he's gonna. So Jim, who's our main acquisitions guy, he's gonna go out on all the appointments with them for the first thirty to sixty days until it's absolutely positively clear that he can do this on his own. And then even at that, he'll go out on his own on the on the, on the appointment. But he'll come back and him and him and Jim will talk about that appointment and make sure, you know, what did they say, what did you say, 
how did it go, what happened when they said, like, you know, he'll, he'll kind of role play with them to make sure that there's no training that could happen there. But once he goes out on his own, we're not going to say, oh, this is a really, really good one. Let's give it to our more experienced guy. Honestly, Jim's only been with us since October. So he's new. Huh? The new guy? Tom. I mean, Tom what? Are you going to call You didn't test Calper if he did or not. I, I don't know. So, are you going to have this OMG line? She's creeping me out. I don't know what she's going to do. Does Jim go on his own appointments? Oh, in addition to. Oh, right now, Tom's following Jim. He's, they're just going on the same appointments. They're following each other, right? Right, for right now. Yeah, but yes, Tom, Jim will go on his own appointments. Even if he's shadowing. Tom, too. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. he'll be busy. Oh, yeah. He'll be busy. Okay. Yeah. And we're, we're incentivizing him. I mean, we're giving him a piece that he's excited about it all. Right. Yeah. Give him but a yeah. piece of egg. Yeah, for sure. Does. But we're also developing self-gen um, mechanisms for them so that if Jim's like, oh, I, you know, I only want on 10 appointments. I think I could do 14. Good. Yeah. Go, go use these things that we've created. Go generate some appointments then. And he's, he's all about it. That guy is phenomenal. He's, he's networking with lawyers. Right, like divorce lawyers and probate lawyers, and he's going to RIAs and shaking hands, and he's getting out there, man. He's he has already brought stuff in that he just created, right? He just found these people. Do you, so do you pay them an override if they find the lead themselves? Yes. Oh, I didn't know you were. I was like, what's going on? I have his results right here. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Recommend this. One of like three. All right, door number three. I think it's right here. Okay, here we go. that system, that step, because my Justin told me basically that uh, he could, you know, it was a $30,000 rehab, and so we bought the property and it made a $65,000 rehab because he missed plexiglass windows, he missed the fact that the furnace needed to be replaced, he missed all kinds of stuff. And so we have that system there for that reason. Sometimes they're trying to make a project work, and in their haste to do that, they're overlooking things. So we make sure that we have checks and balances. Question. So do you have a post-project review? So like, you know, your it sounds like your acquisitions guy is doing the initial estimation, right? And that's the number you offer based on. And then you have the number that comes in at the end on what it costs to do that project. You know, are you always refining that, or is that always getting fed back? Is there a little process yeah, to make sure, right? You're talking about like pre-lists and stuff like that? You know, I mean, all the way through the process, like, you know, basically, We've got it, we've confirmed that the rehab budget's gonna be X. 
you know, before we close, we'll double check the comps to make sure it comps right. right. We close, we do the project, and then we're ready to list. We'll recomp the property again to see if anything's changed. So yeah, we're always, we're constantly checking balancing the process all the way through. So, you know, and everybody's got their role and they know they get, need to get notified. So when pictures get ordered, Chong gets notified that he's gonna get the listing and he'll double check the comps and everything else. Or he'll be notified that we're going to list it because we may be listing outside our office. Like I said, sometimes I give them back to the agents to bring them to me. And then he will um, just double check the comp and he'll, he'll set the price that we're gonna list out. We don't let the outside agent do that for us. So we're like almost overly controlled, but it's sanity all the way through, if that makes sense. So, good? More questions? Now there's a question. <laughs> All right, that is Don Costa. If you don't know Don, he's a machine. Um, flipped like 120 houses last year. Plans on doing 200 deals this year. Just, uh, just incredible. Um, where? Okay, I think our last room is here. I assume Bill Allen must be in here. towards uh, um, I needed more help in my company. So that's where Nate came in and I said to him, hey, are you interested in doing that? And he said, well, let me think about it. That sounds interesting. I'll, I'll see if it's for me. And um, I'll go back and talk to my wife. And then we came back together and talked about it. This is a month. Like it just, I wasn't hiring for it. I didn't put out an ad. Um, but then I got serious when I mean, Justin just kind of said, <laughs> Here's more, here's more for you, here's more for you. And I'm going, oh, man, I, I, gotta, I just got to do it. It's just, I don't know if it's ready. I don't know if it's right for me. But I knew it was coming in the future, six months from now. And it was, we had more serious conversation about it. So then he, uh, he said, I, so then we got together. I said, how much do you make in your company right now? So I expected to pay about 100 should I turn the camera on this up? Yeah, this is live. Okay, I'll leave. <laughs> this, no, this is Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so, so Bill Allen was sharing how he recently hired a COO. Because so I brought him on to help me a lot more. Kind of as my COO in the business. Um, so anyway, he was getting some personal details there. So I didn't think we should... Uh, sharing that live here so anyway um hope you guys enjoyed that behind the scenes behind the scenes kind of sneak peek um all these guys if you don't know are seven figure income earners um most of them multiple seven figure income earners and uh, are just incredible coaches i feel incredibly blessed to be with them and, and not just the coaches but the people in this group um everyone here in order to be in the seven figure flipping group you have to be doing at least six figures in your real estate business uh, your house living or wholesaling business and we currently have I think about 22 23 uh, people or, or companies that that have hit that mark and it's pretty 
it's pretty humbling. It's pretty wild to think that just two years ago we started this group and, and where everyone is today, it's, it's amazing. And um, not tomorrow, but, but uh, Saturday, Friday and Saturday, we're gonna have our first ever eight-figure flipping group, which is all the people who have reached uh, eight-figure flipping meeting, which is all the people who have reached that seven-figure point. Um, so it's pretty surreal, it's pretty crazy. So anyway, if there's anything we can do for any of you guys, uh, if you are interested in joining the, the seven-figure flipping group or the eight-figure flipping group, you can go to sevenfigureflipping.com and fill out an application. And even if you aren't quite to uh, the six-figure point, you can go ahead and fill it out and we'll make sure that you go, uh, well, someone from our team will contact you and put you in the, the program that, that's best for you. Um, you can also go to houseflippinghq.com slash coaching if you're not quite to that six-figure market and not quite ready for the seven or eight-figure program. So um, anyway, that's all I got for now. Uh, I'll probably check back in later on maybe tonight we'll go to dinner we're gonna go to flounders should be pretty cool and then we'll be getting some more stuff going on tomorrow tomorrow we're gonna be doing hot seats where everyone gets a chance to get up and share their business and share what's working really well uh where they can use some help and then the the coaches and the eight figure flipping members and then the other seven figure flipping members just dive in and and share gold bombs share exactly what's working for them how they can help them and uh, it's been really cool to see that how quickly people uh, can progress in this this kind of a uh, environment. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast, your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.